0: Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe.
1: All right, we are back at the Salty Brother podcast. Uh, We are super excited about our guest today. We've got Dan Malloy joining us. Uh, Dan has just uh, been a really cool guy that we've followed kind of our whole lives. Uh, We grew up watching... The Malloy surf films uh, in the early 2000s, and those are just still some of my favorite surf films. Um, Dan was a gr- uh, pro surfer and came out of surfing from Ventura and grew up in OI, so kind of the local legend. And we uh, we had a pretty cool conversation, just talking about all sorts of things: farming, board designs, maybe a little bit of foiling, uh, filmmaking, of course, and uh, yeah, it was super fun. So we hope you enjoy. Cool. Thanks for being here, Dan. Yeah, no worries. I feel like we're always in passing when we chat, so it's nice to yeah. sit down yeah. <laughs> for a little bit. Super fun. We're neighbors, pretty much, so it <laughs> yeah. makes it easy. Yeah. You've been uh, in town a bunch lately, right? Just yeah. I doing... mean,
0: all the time now. Yeah. You know, we just we have we have a little two year old, and um, and um, you know with with COVID and all that stuff, I've just been home, which has felt really good. You know, like I I was. I traveled crazy nonstop from the time I was like, well, I I had to get through high school. I traveled a lot during high school, but then after high school, I just traveled nonstop for like until basically I was 30 and never felt homesick one time. (laughs) And then right around then, uh, just something changed, like a little switch went on and all of a sudden, like I wanted to be home a lot more. So um, yeah, I haven't been on the road too much, um, but it's been feeling good to be home.
1: Cool. And you've been kind of working a bunch on the that Mar- Ojai market and stuff. Has that been kind of most of your time lately, or?
0: Um, so I can't take too much credit for that, yeah. but um, <laughs> but what what it is is that um, uh, Grace, my wife, got invited to be uh, on the board. Mm-hmm. So she's a board member, and um, it kind of falls along the lines of you know we're both just super interested in trying to. Um, you know, be involved with the community in a, in a way w- that we can, and we're both pretty passionate about agriculture. Although neither one of us is farmers or anything like that, so so it was a really cool opportunity to get get involved with something that seemed really needed. You know, like having a market that was for for the locals. Obviously, everyone's inv- invited, but it was you know kind of the target was uh, local people. So it it coincided with. Um, you know, right when I left Patagonia and we had more time on our hands. And Grace, though, really uh, is, you know, of the two of us, put in is put in a ton of time. And I'm just helping as much as I can. Like yeah. I've been helping with their social media a little bit and um, helping with the music a little bit and just bits and pieces. And I've put a ton of time into it, but nothing compared to the board members who are, you know, you know have yeah. done an amazing job but yeah well, been... it
1: seems super cool it's cool to see i feel like growing up in ohio you're kind of around like organic farming and mm-hmm. stuff so it feels like more normal but i feel like when you like go anywhere anywhere else it's like kind of unique so
0: yeah it's yeah cool it's though. been really neat i mean the 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 vendors that they've chosen for the market they have they really work worked hard to keep it as local as possible and and um you know just really basically try to create like a a a little heartbeat of of um you know community-based agriculture and 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 crafts and all that stuff you know and and give give people a place to to sell the stuff the the awesome stuff that they're putting
2: all right we'll be right back to the show but first bet online would like to wish you a happy new betting year as we continue our march to the playoffs and beyond BetOnline remains the number one spot for all the best sports wagering action for 2022.
1: New year and new updated desktop and mobile website. to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use our promo code BLEAV to get started. From football, basketball, hockey, boxing, UFC, right in your favorite Vegas casino games, don't wait to take advantage of all these amazing offers available for 2022. Bet online is the easiest and fastest way to wager all of your favorite sports. Bet online, where the game starts. All right, back to the show. I know you've done like a bunch of kind of work with farming and stuff, and you've obviously like done a, had your own farm and stuff like that. And I think I remember that movie, that Slow is Fast mm-hmm. movie. I think you guys did a bunch of you like met with farmers and stuff. Do you think that's something you want to do more of, like in the future? Is that like a topic you're pretty passionate about?
0: Yeah. Yeah, I'm super interested in it. It's 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 kind of interesting for me because you know I'm not a farmer, um, but we have a few acres in Ohio, and I think our our it's been become pretty clear to Grace and I that our what we have to offer is um, a, a a place where kids can come and get their hands dirty and you know so to have a, a, a really small farm of some kind we have citrus and goats and we have a back two acres that we usually lease out um, to somebody who's going to do some sort of vegetable farming but to open that up um, to all the schools and have them come out um, and, and do education stuff there so how involved we are with any parts of the agriculture will change from year to year, you know, depending Mm -hmm. on what other commitments we have in our life because it's not our, that's not how we're getting by, but it's, it's basically, you know, something that we're just super interested in and want to make sure kids have the chance to get out and get their hands dirty. I know for me, like I wasn't a great book learner, (laughs) you know, that was not how I learned. And for me the light kind of went on. Like, I've had pe- people in our family that have been involved with agriculture forever, but but the light didn't really go on for me and how important it is. And um, I feel like it's like so many so many parts of our, whether it's our economy or our politics or all these different things, um, I feel like it's agriculture is a really interesting avenue into seeing all of those from really like, uh, um, balanced viewpoint. Yeah. I feel and like so,
1: it's connected to so many more things than you think. You know? It's connected
0: to everything. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, when, when I, when I really kind of started to realize that I, I was like, Oh, I want to get involved somehow. I don't know exactly how. Um, but it, it's definitely stuck w- with me. And, you know, for the last, I think over 15 years, I've just been dabbling and in, in asking a lot of questions and trying to figure out what, what, what part you know we all have a part to play in agriculture Mm -hmm. (laughs) because we all eat three times a day so uh what what my part is um we'll 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 see in the end but i'm just i'm just kind of dabbling checking stuff out and and at the same time we're trying to keep the space totally open to as many community members as possible and and as many um the the kids grace grace is an awesome teacher and she has i mean there's been thousands of kids out there um so far yeah Yeah, that's fun yeah,
2: but, like, growing up, um, were you always kind of connected to, the, like, the land and the ocean? Like, I know, <coughs> you obviously, you have three brothers that, um, but yeah. There, yeah,
0: <laughs> three, you there's are, three there, of us. There yeah. are three of you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah I think, um, I think we, you know, we grew up on a couple acres uh, on Gridley Road, so just not too far from where we are now, and... Um, it was kind of different like when we were growing up my my dad was like a little bit more rednecky like we were outside all the time doing stuff but we weren't like wow we're in nature we were just we just we just kind of grew up yeah Yeah. it was just pretty normal for us and um i you know i we spent all of our time outside and and then as soon as we could possibly you know get to it we were at the beach as much as we could possibly get down there (laughs) um you know, and that was tricky at first because before my brother Chris got his license, you know, it was just the weekends, you know, we just could only go on the weekends and we'd go when we could. We had a little group of friends and, uh, once we got into surfing, it was pretty much all yeah. other like <laughs> outdoor activities went by the wayside right. pretty much for surfing. After was that a, like while.
2: a, just kind of a passion or was that trying to get into like competitive? <clears throat>
0: well, at first like, it was just, just totally fun, for fun, fun yeah, but yeah. then like, as soon as like we sh- I just remember showing up at my first contest and, you know, we were, my my buddy Vaughn and I, who who, um, runs Greater Goods, uh, we went to our first contest, I think it was at Tar Pits. And um, I remember we, like, surfed in the heat. We didn't know what we were doing. And I think we, like, qualified for the final because, like, you couldn't not qualify, you know, (laughs) for the final. And we found out that we, like, won a trophy and we got fifth and sixth in the final and just were, like... And I think that was the beginning of the end, as far as, yeah. like, you know, competition and sponsorships and all that stuff, but that was a little later on, you know, those first, like, you know, eight summers or whatever it was, it was just purely messing around, trying to outdo each other and have a good time, and then, and then, uh, and then the whole world of, uh, you know, competing and sponsorships yeah. and all that, which was really, really fun, you know, it's not the 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 best motivations in the world but it was really you know when you're a kid it's natural and it was really fun to do that
1: how much uh like how can you tell a huge difference between like surfing out here now compared to when you guys were growing
0: up like what do you think the biggest change is oh my god like (laughs) night and day it is is (laughs) night and day i mean you guys must have seen it a little bit yeah but uh, like you know when we were growing up the beach in between emwood and solomar was not a surf spot or wasn't it wasn't a frequented beach like there wasn't I don't ever remember once mm. there being like a bunch of cars there. Yeah, like it was. It was. Uh, we called it Summer Beach when we were kids, and just because we'd go there in the summer. And uh, and yeah, it was. I mean, completely different. Mm. You know, I mean, it was Emma Wood would have a few people out here and there, but most of the time it was pretty much no one around. Um, yeah, I, that's you hard know, to except for on, <laughs> Yeah, except for on good good days, you know. But on yeah. on average days, there was nobody around. And um, their hierarchy was, like, when you go to the point or to Rincon, the, there's a lot less women in the water. I would say that mm. was that was a, a downside because it was much, like, harsher out in the water. Mm. The hierarchy was way gnarlier. Mm, you'd that's get, interesting. You'd get yeah. yelled at, like, <laughs> you know, when you were a kid, you are definitely afraid of the crew, you know, mm. depending on where you were. And, um, yeah, there were, you know... I would say, like, every 10th session, there would be one girl in the water. Mm-hmm. And and um, and it was like, well, there's a girl surfing, you know, <laughs> or there's a woman surfing. And I, I think that's lightened the tone a lot in the water, you know. It's not as aggressive. Um, but, I mean, everything has changed, you know. And, I mean, exponentially with COVID, you yeah, know. I mean, yeah. we, uh, you, you guys saw that, too. Yeah, it's true. really pretty unbelievable. And I'd say... I try not to get super bitter about it. <laughs> but then there's moments where I'm just like, holy shit, this is crazy. Like, yeah. this is really. Uh, and, and I'd say the hardest part in the last couple of years is that um, I do think that there's like a little bit of an entitlement when, you know, when it comes to um, people. Certain people feel really entitled and they're like, "Oh, I'm in the ocean. This is nobody's. And you're mm-hmm. like, yeah, it's nobody's. Like, this isn't anybody's. This is the natural environment. Mm-hmm. But order is really helpful. and like knowing knowing some basic etiquette is super helpful
2: yeah it's it's funny that you mentioned like the hierarchy because i think like i didn't really feel that like in california i feel like it's like i don't surf a ton but like it's definitely like i felt a lot more just kind of chaos here and and then like basically i've been in hawaii like we just talked about this but Hmm. uh, for about a month and like actually like There is hierarchy and like how everything works and it's almost, (laughs) it's almost nice because you know kind of where you sit and what you, what you're allowed to do and why, and there's a reason behind it, whether they've, it's, they were born there, lived there or been surfing there for like 30, 40 years. Yeah. So it's it's pretty interesting that it was like that here.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it was, it was more structured growing up for sure. It's become just a total free for all, but Hawaii, I mean, you know, I grew up kind of with hierarchy and, and I'm learning, you know. I think hierarchy can obviously be good and it can be bad yeah. and there's that balance and it's always, you know, but I, it, it's always made me feel almost better to have some order and um, Hawaii was harsh, you know, when yeah. I, when I first moved there, but, but it's also like I personally kind of um, enjoy the process of learning the hierarchy at each yeah. place. Cause every spot's different that, you know, every spot has different, you know, a set of, you know, slight different set of rules, different locals and all that stuff. And like, I love to paddle out at a spot that's a good wave and, and start to like piece it together, you know, in my Mm -hmm. own mind, I'm like, I think that's the guy (laughs) (laughs) at least today, you know? And, um, you know, I, I really, I really enjoyed, um, seeing how that all worked in Hawaii and, um, you know, especially at Pipeline getting to learn, you know, the, the, the hierarchy there and, uh, it's such a crazy chess game over there, you know. You're just like, you can do everything right, be in the right spot, and then all of a sudden, this one guy paddles out and he's anywhere near the wave, and you just you just yeah, don't yeah. go, you know.
2: It's it's pretty cool. I've been watching it with the drone a little bit, <clears throat> filming, and you can kind of watch that chess game from. Oh it's it's definitely a different perspective, and it's it's pretty wild. It's ama- <laughs> it's
0: amazing. I think like you could you could write a book on <laughs> on Pipeline, the lineup yeah. at Pipeline. You yeah. know, it's like the wave is catching the wave and getting a good wave is hard there, but that's half the battle. And Mm -hmm. it's really, you know, it's like, um, you know, you could each person, you're just like, you know, totally dissecting who they are, where you stand in the line, you know, with them. It's really, it's really interesting out there. And then just one of my favorite things to do, um, out there, I'd usually be trying to pick off, you know, the random weird, right. That came in that nobody Mm. saw. (laughs) Um, And one of the cool things there is when I was uh, like probably 15, Kelly showed me a lineup out there and the best guys live off of lineups. Like they are looking in the whole time Mm. and and lining up with something on the beach, Mm. Um, you know, nice triangulated deal. And it's cool because you don't just like sit on your lineup, you sit, you know where your lineup is and you sit way off of it yeah, yeah. <laughs> because, you're, yeah. because you're trying to like play off of the crowd. Yeah. So like if the crowd is over here, you'll sit on the edge of the crowd right here right. so that when the wave comes that you're looking for, you can paddle as fast as you can <laughs> over to your spot. Yeah, it's <laughs> you know, and it's like you're yeah. doing that the whole time. <laughs> And and then there's the guys that everybody, you know, 90% of the people out there are just following people. Mm-hmm. They don't have a lineup and they're just like, I know that guy has a lineup. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, and every yeah. and everybody's, you know, they've become almost a part of the environment. Yeah, you know, it's,
2: yeah. it's pretty funny. That's exactly how like the sailing I start was just line. I think that. Yeah. Is that right? <laughs> it's exactly that because you, you have your lineup and then you sit where like three four boat lengths back and you start creeping towards it and then you kind of like gauge what other people yeah. and like you want to be you like you don't near have them. a good one and you're <laughs> like you gotta gauge other people yeah. So. yeah but i
0: mean that was the fun of that's the fun of surfing those spots because if you're not doing that like you're just out there and it's like a needle in a haystack just and it's chaos a, yeah it's yeah. chaos exactly yeah. it's so it's like creating order in what other would uh, wise would be chaotic and yeah. It's like the places that I had lineups and it's funny cause I didn't get good lineups for every spot, but the places that I did get them, I had so much more fun surfing them mm, uh-huh. and like, you know, just playing with uh, the whole scene out there, you know, Haleiwa, I had a really good one and, um, and at backdoor, I had a really nice one and off the wall and, um, but yeah it's, th- it was fun yeah do
1: you think you kind of after i mean you probably surfed like everywhere in the world but and then you, you kind of come back to ventura do you think you surf ventura a lot differently like since you were growing up as a kid after you kind of experienced all those different waves and stuff or is it pretty much um, like back to the old comfort
0: zone or um it's kind <laughs> of kind of back to the old comfort zone yeah. um you know i it's it's funny because i'm not the most motivated surfer like i don't surf every day or even like two or three times a week i I try to stay fit enough to where I can um, I can surf when it gets really, really good. So mm-hmm. I'll, I'll go down and surf, you know, just at, at like the pretty bad beach breaks is to not have to deal with people. Like yeah. I don't paddling <laughs> out into a lineup and dealing with like the whole social side of it. Some, yeah. Sometimes I'm just you like, gotta I w- just, work that. <laughs> yeah, it's just not where my head's at. I just don't want to uh, do small talk and all that stuff. So I'll just go out at a little beach break and get a couple waves or body surf. And then I try to stay fit enough to where, like, when it's big and good, I'll, like, then I'm not even, there's no, like, I'm just like, where is it going crazy right now? <laughs> and <laughs> and you you know, down. I'm really excited, you know? Um, and so um, I'll, I'll get psyched every once in a while and, and, and surf some of the normal spots when there's a bunch of people out. But for the most part, I just sneak little sessions in when I can um i'm trying to surf more but i haven't been surfing like a ton uh, yeah. lately so but it's it, it's a little tricky with the crowds and stuff and i think i did get a little spoiled you know traveling and just getting such good surf for yeah, yeah i bet for so long like i got such crazy surf that um yeah, I'm a little spoiled. I feel like you don't have to you don't
1: have to go far either. Like we've just been like surfing a, a tiny bit out of the islands, and like yeah. it's so hard to surf the mainland after that, you know? Yeah, it's like yeah, no, it's Like, so why come back to Sea Street when you have like that <laughs> so close, you know? Totally,
0: it's so fun out there, and okay. even even if the wave's not like a super high quality wave, you just you're just, yeah. it's it's experience. nice and relaxing. And yeah. yeah, I've been I've been spending a little time out there too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Other than
2: surfing too, like diving or
0: yeah, yeah. so yeah, diving's basically been my, my, the thing that has made me the most happy in the last, as far as like activities go, Mm -hmm. um, that's, you know, I remember that time in surfing where I was just like, you, you, well, it's like with diving, I'll be like, yeah, I only, I don't have much time. I'm going to go out for an hour. And I'm just like the hours over in two seconds. I'm like, Oh, I'm going to miss that thing. You know, (laughs) like I'm staying, like when you, when you get that, that's pretty exciting. It's hard to find that personally. I don't know about you guys, but like, you can't just decide you're going to have that kind of yeah. crazy weird passion for something. And yeah, totally. they've been slim pickings for me, you know? Yeah. And so, uh, diving is really, um, been the thing for me where like, if you, if I know there's going to be a decent day diving and I'm, I either got invited or I'm going to go out myself, I get super psyched <laughs> and focused and like yeah. able to deal with my shit and get all my stuff together. And, uh, and I actually got to go on an amazing trip with, uh, um, do you know who Mark Healy is? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Amazing big wave surfer. I grew, grew up surfing with him in Hawaii. Grew up at, meaning like we met when I was mm-hmm. I was probably 14. He was probably 12 or something like that. And um, and he's an amazing free diver, spear mm-hmm. fisherman. And then Kimmy Werner, also a woman over there who's unbelievable. And they invited me to go on a trip to to. Tahiti to dive. Wow. Yeah. And it was the coolest thing ever because <laughs> it bet. was like, it was like, you know, just getting in way over your head, but yeah. like mm-hmm. trusting the people that are getting you in over your yeah, head. Yeah. you're you know? going with them, you're like, <laughs> yeah. you know, you're going to the right spot. Oh and, <laughs> and yet we just dove, you know, all day, every day for I think 10 days and, um, you know, just saw like the craziest, you know, like yeah. schools of hammerheads and, you know, just like, so far past my comfort level, just shark, <laughs> sharks every day trying to get your fish and all. And yeah. just I was just like, what? I poke my head up and they'd be like, do this. And I'd be like, okay, you know. <laughs> yeah, <probably> so stimulating. <laughs> oh my god, I I don't think I've ever been like for for ten days straight so content, just like getting absolutely schooled. And Kimmy <laughs> is the type of teacher who like she's it's like a self discovery thing. Like when she's teaching you, you like you think you discovered it oh. you know what healy is like the navy seal type where he's like "Fuck, are you doing dude never do that again and you're like okay and yeah. it's both techniques if you trust the person yeah. are super effective like mm-hmm. what i've learned is like healy the way he was teaching me like yeah i got yelled at a couple times but i'll never make that mistake yeah. again <laughs> and i learned it in like five seconds like yeah. he brought the temperature up i trust him with my life he's earned every bit of my respect uh, and 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 um and and much more because he's and so when, when he would like snap you like you learn it instantly and mm-hmm. like that's it's like direct transmission so it was really cool because i had you know was diving with both both of them and then i was also there with uh um kimmy's husband justin and then Kanoa Zimmerman, my buddy, who's mm-hmm. an amazing photographer. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you guys have yeah. seen his work. Have you seen it a little mm-hmm. bit? Yeah. Definitely. Mm-hmm. He does, like, he takes, um, he takes, like, a, a lot of times he'll just take a Nikonos, like an old film camera, down and do amazing, like, super pulled back black and white, mm-hmm. um, spearfishing stuff. Yeah. It's in, it's yeah, really I've seen beautiful. Some of it. It's yeah. crazy. And yeah. he is an awesome diver, too. And he's, he's, he's one of my best friends. And he, um, we, we, we it was just insane, super fun. So That's anyway, and cool. then, yeah, I mean, my main goal is not to go on these like exotic tricks. It's yeah. just to dive around here, but it was fun to yeah, kind I'm of bad. take it up a notch and, <laughs> yeah. uh, but I, yeah, I'm trying to get out every summer as much as I possibly can diving.
1: Yeah, it's pretty, it's pretty fun. Yeah. So yeah, I, after I, we just did our trip to Baja and like th- the diving out there, it was like, it just motivated me so much more like coming back here, you know, so yeah, it's fun to like get those experiences that like really, make you want
0: to do it more, you know? Totally, so, and you're like, but, oh, you know, every little bit of gear that you get dialed just helps so much. Yeah, yeah, yeah so on a, on
1: a little bit d- different topic, yeah. like, kind of on the photographer topic, kind of, when did you kind of transfer from that kind of sponsored pro surfer, like, doing the circuit to, like, more, maybe free surfing, maybe filmmaking? Like, was that kind of a, an immediate transfer, or does that kind of slowly happen?
0: No, uh, um, so I think what really started it would be that um, when, I was still competing, but my brother, Chris, he got injured really bad or, you know, he Mm. took his knee out really bad and was going to have a bunch of time on his hands. And Jack Johnson had just, uh, graduated from, uh, film school or, you know, some sort of a film degree from UCSB and they borrowed a little bit of money and started making their first surf film. Mm -hmm. And, um, so and that that one was th- called Thicker Than Water. And they, um, so that was like the beginning of m- me. I mean, we, we traveled with photographers and filmmakers all right. the time. So like I was getting to see all that stuff. Like, you know, I spent a ton of time with Taylor Steele and his crew watching him put together films. And then at the same time, I was traveling with guys like Sonny Miller and Don King. And like, I mean, the mm. best of the best. So mm-hmm. I was getting, I was in, within you know, I was hanging with these right. people watching what they do from the time I was, you know, 16, 17. So that was the beginning of it, really. It's just being, you know, it's like every trip that was... You You didn't go on trips without photographers, you know? <laughs> and, um, and then Chris and Jack, when they started making their film, then it became like really starting to feel more tangible and more accessible because, I, you know, Chris didn't have any background in filmmaking, right. you know? He was just like psyched and hurt and was like let's do this so um, I think when they you know and we were all kind of like what are you doing like what are you what are you making like we we didn't have any idea what he was making or what they were making we were just kind of going along with it and having a good time and then um, and then when Thicker Than Water came out it really resonated well people really seemed to like a a change of pace you know it kind of gone the way of skateboard movies where everyone had a segment and it was all their best tricks and you know, just all on video and, and uh, with kind of punk rock music. And then, uh, you know, th- it really started, I think, with um, Andrew Kidman and John Frank when they made a movie called Litmus. Mm-hmm. Um, that kind of was the precursor to Thicker Than Water and uh, Thomas Campbell's uh, movie called Sprout which was like a traditional longboard movie yeah. all in film. But those were the, you know, Litmus came out, which really kind of shook things, but it wasn't as big. Mm-hmm. And then and then the, the mellower movies started coming out that were, were a little bit more like about the culture of surfing. Right. And um, so so that's when everything started to shift. I was still competing a bunch at that time. Um, and then after Chris made that, he made another movie, Shelter. And... Somewhere in there, um, I got hurt, mm-hmm. so I was I was really trying to like compete on the highest level, and I was inching my way to qualifying for the WCT or the WSL they call it now. Um, I was doing pretty well in qualifying, and then I was surfing one of the outer reefs in mm-hmm. Hawaii. Um, I don't know if it's been big enough this year, but Himalayas it's like right near mm-hmm. yeah. And I blew my shoulder out really bad. Had to have it totally repaired and was out of the water. So, it, like, my competitive year that year just got totally nixed. And it was, like, right after my best year. So I had mm. the best seed I'd ever had. Like, I yeah. pretty much just needed to show up at, at you know, eight events, and I could have qualified. And yeah. so that really threw me off. And after that, I was like, okay, I'm going to build my seed back up, or am I going to change directions? And I felt... um I felt like I was really old already. I was like 27, Uh (laughs) you know? And I was like, I, I, after like, uh, competing a little bit again after that, I was like, you know what? I think I'm going to hang it up. Like I have a really neat offer to, I was sponsored by Hurley at the time. And they were like, yeah, we don't, we don't care if you compete, go for it. Uh And so I approached Thomas Campbell at that time. And, and, um, uh, the way I remember it, I was like, Hey, I really want to learn about filmmaking. Um, and I'd love to come along with you on a trip, and I don't even care if I'm in it. I just want to work. I, w- I want to work on it you mm-hmm. know, with you and learn from you. And then, um, so that kind of started uh, that relationship, and I got to travel with him for quite a while, making um, his surf his, his film the present. That's super cool. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, Actually, I, mean, I think I got him wrong. <laughs> Seedling was his first film. Sprout okay. was his second film. Sprout's the first one I worked on with Thomas. Yes. Okay. Anyway, sorry. Cool.
1: Yeah, I mean, we. those are like growing up, like what we had those DVDs, you know, like Thicker Than Water and uh-huh. September sessions and stuff yeah. like that. Yeah. So those were still by far our favorite like surf films and stuff are so cool yeah it was
0: a fun era for sure and i mean it was just it was amazing especially now that traveling's just changed so much and it's more expensive all these different things like i look back on those times i'm just like oh my god (laughs) were
1: those mostly like just surf trips that the surfers planned and then like filmers went along or was that kind of like planned for the documentary or whatever or film or what uh
0: for thicker than water it was like basically um you know, a lot of those guys were competing. It just depends which section, but like I, mm-hmm. I'm thinking of Australia um, in Thicker Than Water. A lot of all those guys were competing, and it was just before or after an event. Right. And it was like, hey, you know, everybody's in Oz competing, and um, there's a break. There's three weeks between that event and the next event, wherever it's in West Oz. This one's in, you know, in in um, you know near Sydney, and this next one's in West Oz, and there's a three three-week gap let's all just rent a house or in that case it was like you know we rented this like house and barn and let's just hang and surf every day you know (laughs) and it was pretty simple i mean (laughs) it was pretty basic and it was just get as many you know what's interesting about that though as you guys i'm sure know it's like so much of what happens in the film is like you plan this thing and then that doesn't happen so (laughs) you, you make this totally different thing and i remember chris had um done a ton of planning for Shelter and um, oh I'm, I'm mixing two, sorry this, so uh, Shelter was all in, in Australia and uh, he'd done a bunch of planning and I think it was supposed to be the, the original goal of the tr- of the whole film, it was going to be Ozzy Wright, Dave Rostovich, Shane Dorian and myself I think, like that was the cast and that mm-hmm. was going to be it and it was just going to be and then uh i got hurt rostovich got hurt Oz- ozzy wright disappeared just like just completely disappeared stopped communicating and then shane was still around but like then it became this like chris just started inviting anybody who could come and all it just became a totally totally different film hmm. yeah especially that. i
2: mean with any filming that you're doing love like nature the elements like yeah. <laughs> you can plan as much as you want but you have to just kind of adapt and
0: yeah it's just nonstop.
2: yeah do you have like one film that you've worked on that you're kind of like the most proud of, or like the what kind of hmm.
0: um well, it's funny it's like i'm i, I feel like I often when I get asked like a very specific question i like i kind of my mind goes blank um <laughs> I'm trying to think brought on the question no. yeah i mean i i think i think um oh I think it was um as far as like you know Where My Surfing was at its, you know, closest Mm -hmm. to the cutting edge was uh, one of Taylor Steele Steele films. I think it was the show. Mm -hmm. You know, but it's not. Like, the filmmaking wasn't super. Oh, you know what film? I really uh, was stoked on how the part came out is that Taylor Steele and Dustin Humphreys made uh, a a film called uh, Castles in the Sky. Mm. And the first segment is... uh, me and shane dorian and mike Losness in in morocco and it came out really cool i i just yeah, feel like well. they kind of like nailed that section and um and we just scored such unbelievable <laughs> surf. we had like this amazing slab and you know just surfed it for i we had seven hour sessions out there where we were just like unbelievable nobody around hmm. um you That's know cool. thicker than water was definitely an amazing experience, and there's just some stuff that I really, you know, I, I, I love that film. And then, um, and then, uh, Sprout, too, was really, I mean, and, and the present, Thomas's film, The Present, um, both of those trips were amazing and just got unbelievable surf and, and really amazing t- crew, too, you know, like cool. on. that's one of my favorite things by far is just who, like who you get to go with, yeah, and yeah. being. You know, like I said, I was never much of a b- book learner and surfing mm-hmm. was like watching films and then being with people is how I learned, yeah. it, you know, and just to be with like, you know, the, some of the best surfers in the world and watch them do what they're doing and try to do it on the next right. way. was that's a pretty yeah. good way to learn.
2: And were those kind of groups like based on like your sponsorships or were they kind of like, do you, you guys kind of like yeah. morph?
0: Yeah, it was like friends, sponsorships. Yeah. um Sometimes, you know, sometimes the magazine would call. Sometimes it would be the photographer who, right. would, who would be like, hey, I want you to come. Or, and I, I tell people sometimes, like, I think that my brothers and I uh, became, like, were able to make a career out of it because we were just super excited and we would pretty much just go anywhere and do anything. Mm-hmm. Like, we would, you know, Chris and I have both been to Antarctica we loved big waves. We'd surf small waves. Like we would sleep on the floor, you know. And we were just psyched, you know. We yeah. were just really psyched. And and um, so whether it was friends or a photographer or somebody who lives somewhere who said there's a wave, they just kind of knew they could call and that we'd be like, yep, sounds good. Let's do this. But it all de- it, it really all depended. Sometimes it would be totally you know, the company would set up the trip or the magazine would set up the trip for the photographer. And sometimes it was, you know, us friends being like, really want to go back to that place and reverse, you know, reverse. So how um, was, uh,
1: Did you have any kind of memorable like brother experiences like working together and stuff? How was that, did you have any, did you have to like sit down and talk every once in a while or was (laughs) was it smooth sailing the whole way?
2: All right, before we get back to the show, we have a quick break here to talk about our sponsor Way. Uh, We are out in the sun and wind all the time, and it really can affect your skin, making it feeling dry and dehydrated. Quench thirsty skin and leave it feeling satin smooth the way Melrose Place body cream. It's fast-absorbing to nourish your skin when you need it most. It's hydrating that lasts, and it's high-quality nourishing ingredients like kupahusu butter, I think I pronounced that correctly, and coconut oil.
1: Turn your shower into an escape with a gentle skin softening. Turn your... Turn your shower into an escape with the gentle skin softening Way Melrose Body Place Cleanser. This will balance your skin, gently cleanses and nourishing, leaves soft skin with high quality nourishing ingredients like jojoba skin seed oil and rosehip oil. Experience the new Way Melrose Place Body Cream and Body Cleanser. Your body, your way. Go to theway.com. T H E i.com and use the code believe to get 15% off your entire purchase. That's 15% off your entire order at theway.com code believe.
2: And now back to the show. No,
0: no, we get after each other totally. And I'm kind of like Chris and Keith are a little closer in age and I'm a little younger, mm-hmm. so I was always trying to keep them from killing each other. Oh my god, they're just they just they're super opposite style communicators. Keith like doesn't say a whole lot. Chris, you know, like me can talk too much. And so um no, I mean, and and it's that's the hard that I think that's like what's really neat about friends and mentors is it's not a family member. Like if, if my brother tells me to do something, like even if I should, I'm gonna often <laughs> be like, nope. Whereas when you have, uh, you know, a friend or a mentor who tells you, hey, let's do this. that's That's why I think I worked well with Thomas Campbell is mm. he has, a lot of the same kind of intention energy as my brother, mm. but he's not my brother. <laughs> so, so it was a little easier to be like, "You want me to do what?" And yeah. the, I'd be like, "Okay, whatever," you know. Whereas my brother, I'd be like, "No, <laughs> screw you." Yeah. So, um, no, we got after each other for sure, and it's not you know all perfect, but but we, I mean, we worked together for years, and, yeah. and had and uh, so many amazing times, and I mean, I think I think the the thing that I mean, there's so many sessions and um but like that living on the north shore together was was that whole stretch was just insane yeah. the amount of sessions outer reef sessions we had <laughs> no cameras around just like best sessions of our lives um and during that time body surfing you know non-stop and that that was that was really an amazing yeah, time. It sounds
1: super cool
2: yeah like how do you think like kind of like, obviously, I think social media now is more just kind of like a barrage of <laughs> cool content. Like, how was it back then? Was that more just like magazines and, and films or... Yeah, That yeah. was kind of what did it for sponsors, I guess, or?
0: Yeah, it was so different, man. It was, it's really <laughs> crazy because now it's like you build your own independent, you know, uh, image or whatever. Mm-hmm. And, and uh, but then it was like, you know, it was really interconnected with the industry it took me a a long time to like learn how connected (laughs) it was (coughs) but um you know i I didn't realize when you were younger how much having the right sponsors helped you get a cover shot or whatever (laughs) you know it it really really helped a lot you you but but um but it also was like you would show up you know it was like you'd show up on the north shore and you got to know the photographers and stuff, but you mainly just like went out to the main spots and tried to surf your absolute best. Mm-hmm. And with the combination of things, like that's how things ended up. You literally go home and not think about it. And mm-hmm. all of a sudden you'd get a call and someone would be like, you got to cover, or you got to, <laughs> and, and that was, you know, that was, you know, career making, all like, right. you know, and you would, you would uh, it was so, so different. And even during that time, it's like, so how old are you guys? Uh, 26. 24 and twenty. Okay. Yeah. So I, it's almost like, yeah, I don't, I can't imagine where you guys were at, but like when we were coming up, um, we had a whole crew of friends, unbelievable surfers who heckled the shit out of each <laughs> other. If you ever talked about it, like mm. the equivalent of just posting a picture of yourself mm. would get <laughs> literally like so and that That's is totally real like if you were caught talking about yourself or <laughs> you know the whole thing of like claiming a wave when yeah. you just get annihilated it was like your friends and your peers jobs to talk about you basically yeah. like they would do the but um <laughs> but it was really it was really interesting i mean it makes literally posting of it, it was like you just didn't you know and of course you were looking out for your best interests and you were trying to get sponsors and you would call a photographer here and there but even if you called the photographer too many times and your <laughs> friends found out about it they'd be like oh you know <laughs> they would totally and so it was and there's a negative side of that but there's also a positive side of it too you mm-hmm. know and i feel like there's always that balance and 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 it was it was neat to at, for a time there to show up at the beach and you paddle out and try to surf your best and if you got a couple people would hear about it you know okay. you didn't you didn't post anything you didn't have to post there was no content yeah. <laughs> i mean there was there was the photographers but they were kind of doing their thing and you were it was it was super super different and um, you know meanwhile we did know what we were doing and we were you know we were sponsored and we were in touch right. with the magazines there was it was there but it just felt it felt very very different than it yeah. is now
1: I, it, yeah I would, can't like I feel like today it's all about like self promotion yeah yeah <laughs> you know, like all the the grands on their instagrams and stuff yeah like, promoting their their sponsor it's, it's the also edits, just but.
2: like crazy how fast <laughs> everything gets uploaded because like here like I feel like there's it's a lot more underground I guess for like the film and stuff but like watching pipe and you'd see a wave and you look on instagram like five minutes later and be up there and you're just like oh cool yeah (laughs) well that's and then then it's gone yeah i don't want to
0: be like the crusty old nostalgic (laughs) guy but like what was so crazy about some of those trips when we were i mean it was all there was digital uh video but Mm -hmm. there was no we didn't nobody had laptops or anything like that so imagine (laughs) imagine that zero laptops (laughs) zero cell phones and um you know, whoever was videoing, that was video, but it was like videotape. Like, yeah. it wasn't like yeah. you couldn't, like... And uh, and then the photographer was all film. Like, yeah. I, a huge part of my career was film, <laughs> you know? Mm-hmm. And um, so it would get dark at night. Like, I just... I can recall... I'm just thinking of a trip in West Oz right now. When I was with this amazing photographer, water photographer, Chris Van Lennep. And you'd go um, surf your ass off all day long. He would shoot... He was the most selective and the, one of the best ever. Mm-hmm. And he would shoot, um, like, in a day, maybe on a really good day, he'd shoot th- three rolls of film, hmm. you know, 36 shots. Yeah, wow. And then we would get, the day would be done, the light would go down. And back then it was like when the light was semi, like, you know, when the sun was halfway down and you couldn't shoot anymore.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And we'd go back and make dinner, go to sleep. not one screen, (laughs) Yeah. you know, not a screen, not, not a phone, not a computer. Like you would go to sleep. You would like drink a beer or two and make dinner and talk and go to sleep. (laughs) Like that's what you would do. And now, as you guys know, it's like, you're working hard until freaking one in the morning after a really good day or whatever. Yeah. So it was really, really different experience. And, um, and on those trips, I always thought it was classic. He would give me a Ziploc bag full of like, The whole trip, he would shoot, like, 18 rolls of film. Wow. And he'd give me a Ziploc bag full of the film <laughs> and be like, hey, Dan, don't <laughs> screw this up. Like, if you lose this or if you put it through the x-ray machine, that's, yeah. like, my rent for the next six months, yeah. you know? <laughs> and I would bring it home and take it down to Surfing Magazine, you know, and be mm. like, here's Van Lenups, you know? Yeah, that, here's that trip we cool, scored. Huh? Yeah. You know? <laughs> yeah. We've been so, playing around
1: with the film camera and it's like honestly it's so frustrating like waiting a week for <laughs> it's yeah. like I just want to look at my computer <laughs> it makes
0: you now. you crazy. It <laughs> makes you crazy. But yeah. it's it when it's when it's all you have, it's kind of like, oh it makes, yeah, it makes it's normal sense. Then, yeah. Yeah. But um yeah, it's it's easy to be nostalgic about that. But um but I, I try to um for me personally, like the technology, like obviously it's the best thing ever. Love it. You know, <laughs> use it. But for me, I really try to balance things out. And, and um, like on that slow as fast trip we did, that all oh, 99% of the photos that were in the book were film. Mm-hmm. And it you can choose how you want to operate like on a trip yeah. and, and what gear you have, whether it's sailing or photography or whatever, like mm-hmm. completely changes yeah. everything about how you're going to. be more disciplined now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And it's yeah. just, but the thing for me is that I can't, i can't do it halfway i can't be like i'm gonna have my phone but not look at it mm. <laughs> like i have to actually yeah it has to be the mode of, in which i'm working yeah so like i'm i'm always doing that i'm always like okay so how am i going to do this project um like that one was really fun kanoa we talked a lot about it and it was um he had a we were really strict he had a digital camera but we it was, he only used it for surf photos because we were surfing so little. We were like, we need a couple decent surf shots and if <laughs> we don't have, you know, but other than that, it was a hundred percent film. And, um, and then I still to this day, like I, I, with my phone and stuff, I put it, I like, yeah. I literally leave it at my, my, my wife's dad's house. I leave my phone for like days <laughs> at a time over there and just be, cause it just, it's crazy. It, yeah. it makes me feel like a crazy person to like be, um, you know, just yeah.
1: it's hard to make that choice. When when I when we did our Baja trip in, in the fall, it was like most of that time was kind of not spent on phones because like service yeah. and stuff and it was i like the biggest difference for me was like how much time you have like in the evening and stuff like yeah not having your like phone on you or like yeah. computer or something like you have so much time to do like yeah that hours move a lot slower like they do <laughs> which is crazy it's also like more efficient though you can have a lot more time in the day so
0: yeah it's more focused time yeah and i i really i really love it but i've learned like i've i've been a little bit of a eye at times and like gotten rid of my phone because i'll Go a little crazy and be like, "This sucks," and I've learned that that doesn't really work either. So I I now am kind of building little systems where I like I like, well, remove myself for a couple of days. and It feels really good and look kind of cathartic. And then I'll and then I'll tap yeah. back in. But I'm lucky like the to be right able to do, do it that. Though. Yeah. yeah. If you're working for if you're working you know at a company or something, you can't really do that. Yeah. Right now, right now is this r- nice respite. Yeah. So. Yeah. yeah.
1: So uh, when you're kind of transferred over from like more free surfing and stuff, like do you get pretty creative with the boards you were surfing and got a lot more kind of, I don't know what you, you would call that kind of boards, but what are what kind of do you surf now and what's kind of your favorite kind of discipline in the ocean, I guess?
0: Yeah, um, that's always been, surfboards have, has always been, you know, I, I really didn't experiment much. I would always come home and ride whatever, but, but I didn't experiment much for like 15 years because I was competing and didn't want to screw up, you know, just wanted to be really uh focused and mm-hmm. know my equipment but um right but i found i got really stagnant doing that and um so when i finally did quit competing um it opened up it opened up the kind of like the floodgates and all of a sudden i was traveling with um you know a bunch of amazing surfers with different boards And that became kind of like almost a focus for me is just Mm. writing kind of anything I could get my hands on. Um, And, I mean, to this day, like, it is more interesting to my brain to go down to Rincon without a board
2: Mm. and walk
0: up the beach and see which friends I know. And, you know, there's always a little crew there, and I know those guys and be like, hey, is there any chance I can borrow this (laughs) board? Like, Mm. that makes my brain excited. Whereas, like, going down there with a uh, modern shortboard um it kind of like there's so many expectations about how you were, might surf or it mm-hmm. all it also like sets this bar where you're like okay i have a really good shortboard i need to surf on this level to right feel satisfied like match your yeah, yeah and it's it's a little bit like well i'm not there anymore i'm not trying i'm not on the cutting edge anymore <laughs> so like what i'm trying to go out there to go out there and do is like have a really good time and like yeah. blow off some steam and like <laughs> be like oh yeah, are, yeah oh yeah we're we're this is this weird trippy weird life experience that we're getting to do and we we are lucky enough people that we get to go mess around in the ocean and that's what riding you know kind of all sorts of different boards is done so i haven't had like one specific discipline i've yeah. just in the last 15 years just ridden Kind of everything I can get my hands on. Yeah, that's and, cool. I feel yeah. like you're
1: uh, like it, it. broadens your skills too, just like riding a bunch of different stuff. Totally, I'm totally. Sure. And it yeah. just,
0: I think that. I mean, one of my favorite eras though was riding the Elias. And have you guys oh. ever tried those? Tried mm-hmm. them once. Yeah. It's, inc- <laughs> it's really hard. <laughs> it's really cool. Yeah. But it's it's really really fun. And that was one of one of the little like rabbit holes I went down. That was one of the coolest things ever because before they came along. Um, we didn't think you could ride a board like that, yeah. like that. You know, it was like, I don't think anybody thought you could fly down the line on one of those things and, yeah. and have a lot of control. And and they go so fast. And you know, Faria is just the ultimate. When Faria is like mm. three feet, really? you know, or and and like kind of under sea level on the sandbar. Yeah. And if you can get into one and get going, it's the fastest Super I've fast. ever gone on a board. <laughs> yeah. Without <laughs> pumping it, you know, That's crazy yeah. just. And that was really, really fun. And yeah. and that became something that, like, I was pretty darn obsessed, obsessed with.
1: Um, it's kind of cool just to see, like, other people do stuff so then you can, like, you don't have to be the frontier, like, you know. Yeah, <laughs> you yeah. can see what's possible. I remember, like, after Torpedo people came out, like, we went and bought some hand planes. Just, like, yeah. Never yeah. even, like, thought about, you know. It's, like, yeah. mo- it's, like inspired us. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean,
0: yeah, body surfing is definitely the, the – we have a theory that the more gear you have – so the less gear you have, the – the percentage, chance—the chance that you're going to have a really good time—is goes higher. Mm-hmm. Mm. Yeah. Um, but the the arc—I'm I'm, kind of explaining the graph wrong. But the the chance—the more gear you have, um, the 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 there's a higher chance that you're going to have a shitty time. But <laughs> there's a that small chance that you're going to have an unbelievable um, time. <laughs> yeah. So the more gear you have.
1: It's more you risky. Can, you can have like this,
0: yeah. It's more risky. Yeah. You can have a better, crazier, grander experience, but the less gear you have, it's it's, it's like you're gonna go have fun almost no matter. Like I've yeah. never had a bad body surf. <laughs> yeah, you know what I mean? that's I've how never I feel. Been with like, that the, sucked.
1: We're yeah. obviously like doing a bunch of surf foiling lately, and that's how I feel. It's like. I'm not the best foiler, so it's either like I have an insane wave where I'm like struggling for 40 minutes, you know? Exactly. <laughs> but that's, if you go do something that you're like comfortable with, then yeah. then you're a little more like that's evened what
2: out. Everyone's talking about like everyone's like, oh, what what foil should I buy? What what should I do? And they're just like, buy one that's right in the middle. Yeah. You know, otherwise you're gonna sit on the beach and be like, oh, which one should I? take? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> a little bigger, a little smaller, or whatnot. Yeah. But, yeah. yeah.
1: Um, have you tried any foiling stuff yet?
0: I so i don't know why i haven't done it more um but i've i tried like i literally tried it when um when i went on a trip with laird hamilton dave kalama and uh to the mental mm. um i don't know how many years ago i actually must have been 16 years ago um and it was like those super early yeah. foils yeah. you know <laughs> um, aluminum uh, with, <laughs> with, with, with uh ski boots Wow, Literally wow. we had ski boots on and I tried it a little bit on that trip. It was so hard with the setup they had. It was really really hard. I was I was always really interested because um I was learning how to do it mm-hmm. and my mind had no idea why I was learning. Like <laughs> I had you know usually in anything you're like, "Oh, I'm going to learn how to do this," and you keep trying. Right. And your intellect is able to like keep up with mm-hmm. why you're learning. Whereas with a foil, I'd be like, I'm not doing anything different.
2: Yeah, but I'm. But
0: my body's like, (laughs) my body's learning how to do this, and my mind is learning how to do this. But I can't articulate why. The weirdest thing,
2: like watching people learn to foil, because it's just like, it looks like they have zero chance. Yeah, for like (laughs) for ten, (laughs) fifteen waves, and then they do it (laughs) once correctly. And then the next one, they're like surfing around. You're like, where, where did that come from? It is that is the weird.
0: And, and you know, we were just talking. Like, I love uh, I love trying different boards. Yeah, that has no relationship to a surfboard. Like, you know what yeah. I mean? Like, there's no. I was just like, yeah. so um, I've done it a couple times. I've never really gotten it. Mm-hmm. And um, so basically what I need to do is go down with you guys with yeah. the right gear because I would love I would love to learn how to do it and I just basically have been lazy and um, yeah. and haven't wanted to like get the gear and, yeah. Like, yeah. you know it's
1: definitely a lot to like I feel like there's also a, a generation where like artists are super against it you know yeah. or like there's a separation uh, but yeah no, that,
0: I, I that's what I think is awesome about Kyle Enning is he's just broken that mold yeah. completely yeah, that's and, absurd. I'm
1: almost surprised there's not like more pushback you know I, I always like expect people to like yell at me and stuff like <laughs> <laughs> well, that like some classic surfers
0: but yeah no i mean uh, so i think all that stuff is really funny like it's so funny because any any activity in its essence and alone is obviously just awesome yeah but then when you start mixing the disciplines how they interact with each other is really really funny you know and it's like obviously like boogie boarding is the funnest simplest Mm -hmm. thing ever but how it interacts with surfing yeah. can be it's like your your uh learning curve to get to where a surfer is to take off on a wave like that one is so much shorter yeah. that all of a sudden like all of those little lessons so there's all these reasons some of them i think are good reasons some of them are just terrible yeah. you know reasons but yeah. um,
2: like you watch like sand spit and all the surfers like struggle struggle yeah this body Body surfing, just getting yeah, yeah, I just, just getting shagged. Yeah, like, oh, that looks pretty fun. Uh, yeah. yeah, no,
0: I mean, I I got my wife a boogie board and um I use it all the time. It's, so it's like it's like uh, body surfing on steroids. It's yeah, so fun. But uh yeah no I I don't know why I haven't um taken to it a little bit more but I would love to go down there with you guys and yeah that mean we'll uh, give you some pointers. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. we well, throw you on a board out uh, there. Well, we, we have two setups right now. Do you? I
2: mean, I'm leaving tomorrow, but. Yeah, yeah, but yeah we we'd we t- love t- to go. One, there's one of the van right Is there's Mondo's
0: one. like the main spot, or Mondo? So Mon- it's pretty
2: Mondo's funny because, yeah. yeah, like how the disciplines like mix. Is because Mondo's is such like a learner wave, yeah. And then it's, like, yeah. An, it's like an epic foil wave. Yeah. <laughs> so you have these like super, super good foilers and all these like learner surfers, and I've like accidentally dropped in on somebody like foiling. I'm like, oh god, like, yeah. Pop up and like, I'm so sorry. The guy was like, my bad, I'm so sorry. <laughs> and I was like, I was like, don't worry about it, dude. It's all good. Yeah. Like, I'll let this one go. But classic,
0: classic.
1: Yeah. There's some funny guys out at Mondo's too. Oh yeah. Like the same guys every time. They're, oh yeah. They, they live right there. But yeah, Mondo's, classic. Hobson's. I yeah. think like Ventura Point, the the guys go out a bunch, but I don't really go yeah. out there. I yeah. feel like it's a little more extreme. <laughs> yeah, yeah,
0: Rad, yeah. No, I'd love to do that. Yeah, be we fun. should
1: we should do that. Cool. Well, I think we've taken up plenty of your time. Today. Cool,
0: cool, you guys. Well, anytime. It's fun to it's fun to come check out what you guys are up to and. Uh yeah, let's get in the water before too long. Yeah, yeah. well, if
1: you try foiling, we'll have to
0: hear an update on your on your <laughs> thoughts on it. Well, I know. I mean, I I, I have gone out and just yeah, gotten yeah. destroyed before. <laughs> yeah. So every, everyone, I feel there. like I might be lucky now because so much time has gone by. The foils are so much better now. Yeah, that, I bet. Like it's, those. Yeah. I mean, right
2: now every year there's something new. It's yeah. just far beyond anything you know, I also think so just
1: being better. like a really good server just makes it so much easier we took uh Lakey Peterson oh, out no way. On, on our little rib because they, they they had a deal with Cloud9 so they set us up and she got it like instantly no it way was like the fastest person I've ever seen oh it. no <laughs> way yeah I feel you know like who
0: cause... was really fast was Rob Machado and that was on mm-hmm. the really archaic stuff yeah. yeah actually it's so funny when when we uh finish here we'll look in the car but I, I had some photos of that first of oh, that good. foil that oh, we were, were <laughs> we were using um i don't know if it's in the car or not but um um yeah but rob was a freak like yeah yeah he is he is really a freak surfer and he he got it really fast I was on on a really bad setup huh. you know yeah it'd be so cool to see that old setup what yeah it's like yeah <laughs> i will um if it's not in the car i'll send you a picture okay, awesome. cool you guys thanks cool. so much thanks dan awesome. Thank all righty right.